0: Welcome to this verse-by-verse Bible teaching from Calvary Queen Creek in Arizona. We hope you're blessed by listening. Romans 10.17 says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. For more information, please visit calvaryqueencreek.org. Guys, I'm really excited about sharing this message with you today. God placed it on my heart. And listening to this song, uh, this certain song, really blessed me these songs that we just heard, you know, they really uh, help us in our focus and and the remembrance of of reminders, I like to call them, of of how great God is. And uh, I remember preparing for this message, I was listening to a song, and, and, and from this song, God gave me this message today. And the song is called Whisper. I know some of you know it. And some of the lyrics of this song says, whisper, whisper, whisper into my ear. Tell me words that I thought I've never hear. Show me, show me, show me what you see. Illuminate what's right in front of me. Powerful. And as the end of the song continues, these lyrics really grab my heart, okay? Really grab my heart. And it said this, and what you whisper in my ear let it find room in my heart. And like a garden, let your words begin to grow. And when my faith is prone to fear, remind me of your love. Remind me that you'll never let me go. Amen. How many of us need reminders from now on? I know I do, guys. You know, we're blessed with we're blessed, guys, with reminders. This morning, it's funny, last night I told, told my wife, babe, can you set your alarm clock? Okay, it's 6, 6, 30, okay? I set my other two alarm clocks. Make, guys, it would not be a pretty picture if I came here at 9, 30, right? Where's Pastor Ella? I know he's No, so we have reminders. We have reminders as calendars to remind us of special dates, right? We have devices that remind us of special events, right? Uh, we even have, well, you guys have Fitbits, I don't, I'll probably eat it, but we have Fitbits that remind us of, hey, how many steps I need to get today, right, Matt? Okay, then, you know, one of my favorite reminders, especially for the newlyweds here, is you guys send reminders throughout the day, I love you, I love, Pastor Jim does that, so good, I love you, you guys, you guys, love that. never mind. these are reminders, okay? These are great reminders, okay? And today, guys, I'm going to speak to you of reminders that we find in the Word of God. And in this first chapter of Peter, we're going to discover or discuss four of them. There's many more, but we're only going to focus on four, okay? All right. And number one is a reminder of who we are. The area where Satan attacks us, especially young believers, the most is our identity. Who am I? Who are we? We are children of the Most High God. Amen. Number two, a reminder of God's grace. Number three, a reminder as ambassadors for Christ. And number four, a reminder of eternal life. Amen. So let's pray, guys, and we'll get into our study. Heavenly Father, once again, we thank you, Lord. We praise you, my King. Yes, Lord, our hearts are saddened for the loss of our sisters and, and brother, Lord. We, we pray for the Rambola family, Father. We pray for the Dean family, for the Fisher family, Father. We pray, Father, for the Willie family as well. Help us, Lord. Help us to trust you in these times of sorrow and pain. Help us to cling to you like never before. Help us to truly trust you in these times. I pray, Lord, for the gift of teaching, Lord, that these words that come from my mouth come directly from your heart and they would penetrate those listening. Father, to help us, to remind us of your great love for us. So, Father, we thank you for this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, with that, guys, turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 and 10 for the first reminder, a reminder of who we are. Amen. Right here, Peter gives us a clear uh, reminder, so to speak. He says in in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, he says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light, who once were not a people, but but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Amen? Saints, with the many things we are witnessing today, from, from the evil that seems to run rampant and unchecked, the confusion and chaos, to the violence, And now to the mandates, etc., I can go on and on. Amen? It's easy. It can be easy to lose sight of what God is doing in our midst. You know, and it's no wonder that many people, and even some Christians, are getting caught up in this whirlwind that seems to be out of control. Well, one of my prayers is after we hear this message, we have a clear, a more clear understanding, a more focused Understanding of what is truly taking place in our nation and our world, a clear vision of God and what He is doing in our midst. The first reminder that we just read from 1 Peter 2 9 uh, and 10 and says that, and we will also continue reading about a first reminder. He says here, We are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, His own special people. Guys, there's times we lose sight of this fact. In the whirlwind of what's going on, we lose sight of who we are in Christ. We are His children, okay? I know I lose sight of that fact sometimes as well. Well, turn with me now to 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 9, to to begin our, our main text and continue on this reminder of who we are. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 1 says, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, listen here, to the pilgrims of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father in sanctification of the Spirit for obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace be multiplied. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according You rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Amen. The salvation of your soul. Now, let me briefly highlight some of these, okay? Okay, uh, I just want us to get a clear reminder of what, of what Christ is saying or what Peter's saying here. He says in verse 3, this, this verse clearly radiates and reveals to us of the only thing that saved us. I often pierce and my faith saved me. I understand what you're trying to say. But it's not your faith that saved you. It's God's grace that saved us through our faith. Amen? You know, it says here, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant mercy or to His abundant grace has begotten us again. Listen to that. Again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Now, saints, I have a question here for us. Does your life radiate this living hope that Peter talks about here? Does your life radiate that in the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of this storm that's going on today? Do others around you see this hope in, in the midst of what's happening today? Amen. Guys, right now, talking to a brother earlier, right now is the time for the church to shine, right? Because there's many people out there lost without hope. They're looking, guys. Obviously, they can't depend on the government. Sorry. You know what I'm saying? But now they're looking for hope. They're looking for truth. They're, They're tired of the lies. We have that. We have Jesus Christ. We have this hope. We have this truth. Okay? Amen? So another verse that pops out to me, guys, is verse 5. It says here, Who are kept by the power through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Guys, we are kept by the power of God. Not by our own power. Praise God. If my salvation was left to me, help me. Amen? This is another anchor we see here that, that we gather strength from, that we are kept by God's power through faith. Kept through His power, but through faith for what? For what purpose? He says here, to be revealed in the last time. We're on display, church. Hello? We're on display. It's hard to be on display if you're hiding behind the curtain or you're hiding behind this smoke screen of fear, Right? Now, please, don't misunderstand. I do not negate the seriousness of this virus. Like Pastor Jim says, if this thing takes me out, is that a good thing? I'm going home. Oh, praise God. It's funny, one of these things that Pastor Durrell when his son had it, I went and hugged him. He was like, I might have the virus. I said, I know I want it. I'm kind of deranged. Okay, my wife can testify to that. <laughs> Again, I, I, I know it's serious. But I wanted to test it. I wanted to see where my faith was at too. I got sick. We both got sick. But Praise God. Praise God. He helped us through it. Amen. Guys, these are exciting days for us. You guys know that? You know, Chuck was saying earlier, if you're not in this on a regular basis, I'm pretty sure you're wigging out right now. You're freaking out. But if you're in it regularly, <laughs> you're looking at these things, I'm like, oh, that's, that's right there. Look at, oh, Ezekiel being played out. Look at this. I'm excited because I know any day, guys, I can hear that trumpet and we're gone. Amen. We're gone. Amen. You know, another reminder we hear of this amazing reminder here is Romans 8, 35 through 38. I'm going to read just briefly. Let's jump down for the sake of time. Okay, Paul speaking, let's jump down to verse 38. and He says, that for I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor vaccines, nor, remember, I'm sorry, nor things present, nor things to come nor hide nor debt, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of, of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing. It's not what we've done. It's what, what He did. Okay? And continues to do. Saints, question, who are we? When you look into the mirror, I know Pops, look, mm, Popsy looking at me. <laughs> What do we say I'm to get with Jesse. But what do we say in the mirror? "I'm a frightened little sheep back." Or "I am a man of God. For women, I am a woman of God. I am a child of God. right? You need to say, we need to say that to remind this turkey over here. OK Amen, A reminder of who we are. Well, let's continue. Number two, a reminder of God's grace. First Peter 1, verses 10 through 12. First Peter 1, 10 through 12. Okay. He says, of this salvation, guys, of this salvation, let's make that perfectly clear. Of this salvation, he says, the prophets have inquired and searched carefully, who prophesied of the grace that would come to you. Searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ who was in them was indicating when He testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. To them it was revealed that, not to themselves, but to us. They were ministering the things which now have been reported to you through those who have, been, who have preached the gospel to you, by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Guys, things which angels desire to look into. These angels, man, they're looking at us like, wow, that's grace. That's God's grace. Wow. You know, I said something earlier in the first service. You know, my, my prayer, guys, okay. My prayer is I don't have, have David's angels, right? Because David's angels there, you know, David was a mighty man. They look at me like, okay, David and Al. David and Al. Really? Praise the Lord. Uh, Praise the Lord. I won't go there. Okay. Guys, allow me to go on a bunny trail for just a second. These scriptures that we're reading, I want you to understand, separate Christianity. Hear me from any other religion in the world, okay? Any other religion in the world. I'm not here to offend anyone. I'm not here obviously to, to, to talk ill about any other religion. I'm here to share with you the truth, okay? Obviously, it's no secret that from the beginning of man, salvation has been a mystery to many, and obviously still is for some. Peter says, of this salvation, of the cross, the prophets have inquired and searched carefully, who prophesied that the grace would come to you. Okay, let's go with, come with me to John chapter one. We're going to speak about this grace, the grace that would come to us. Okay, come to you. John chapter one, 14 through 17, obviously here it talks, the word became flesh. Question, who's the word? Who's the word? Man. Okay. Remember that. It says here, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness of him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me and of His fullness, of Christ's fullness, we all have received, and grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ, okay? Jesus Christ, okay? Now turn with me to John chapter 3. I'm going to paraphrase this, this this (laughs) amazing conversation that he had with Nicodemus, right? and all of us have heard this story, many of us. I'm going to paraphrase it just for this time's sake. Okay, here, this guy, Nicodemus, religious man, comes to Jesus at night. Okay. And he begins to have this conversation, but Jesus lays it straight right before him. And this is what he says. In John chapter 3 verses, I'm going to skip around 3 verses 10 through 17. And he says, he says this to this, he goes, let me jump here at verse um, verse 12. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? Okay, now verse 13, guys, I got to say this. Verse 13 is where only Christianity can make this proclamation. Understand that, what, he, what Jesus says to him. But, you know, Billy Graham of that time, he you couldn't understand. Sorry, Billy. He couldn't understand. Religious man, he couldn't understand. He says, Jesus says, no one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven. That is the son of man who is in heaven. <whistles> What's he saying? Hey, I'm, I'm the salvation you're seeking okay? Okay, in 14 he says, as as Moses Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so the Son of Man must be lifted up, right? That whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. Guys, in verse 16 through there, we know these scriptures. And this is where religion struggles to understand, because they will never understand. You know, just like just like Jesus reminded Nicodemus of the prophet Moses and the serpent that was lifted up in the wilderness. You know, Nicodemus was a wise man, a religious man, but he could not see beyond his religion to understand what Jesus was telling him. I have my notes here, guys. It says, eventually, guys, religion becomes a dangerous thing because its purpose is to blur. It's to distort the true vision of God. Amen? Religion focuses on what man can do for God. But what the gospel focuses on is what God has done for man. Amen? See, for some reason, man thinks we need to add to this grace. We need to put something in the pie. We need to put our fingers there. God says, nope, I did it. I did it all. Amen. So again, I'm not here to put any religion down. I'm here to share with you the truth because there is only one way to heaven, and that is through Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Okay, that's a reminder, number two, of God's grace. Now let's go to reminder number three, a reminder as ambassadors for Christ. Ooh, I like this one. 1 Peter Peter 1, 13 through 21. Let's read that. He says, therefore, gird up the loins of what? Of your mind. Hello, of your mind. Be sober and rest your hope fully upon the works that is brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Is that what it says? At the work. What does it say there? Grace. Okay. Man, I you guys are on it. Praise the Lord. I take back everything I said about you. Praise the Lord. Just kidding. Rest your hope fully upon the grace that is brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ as obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lust, as in your ignorance, but as He who called you is holy, you also be holy in what? Some of your conduct? All of it. You mean, you mean, even after I leave these doors, man, I got to be holy? Oh Boy, that's what we especially need to be holy. Amen. Sorry, man. Love you. because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. And if you call on the Father, who without partiality judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here. Hear the words here. Conduct yourself of the time of of your stay here in fear, in reverence, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your father's but with the precious blood of Christ as as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. He indeed, Christ indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who through Him believe in God, who raised Him from the dead and gave Him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. Amen? In God. Guys, these verses not only remind us of our salvation and the forgiveness of our sins, but it also reminds us of our purpose as believers. You know, some of us think once we get saved, that's the end of the journey. No, that's the beginning. The justification part is done. Now we're on this road called sanctification. Guys, I've, I've seen many people, I myself camped out in justification for so many years. No, 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 no. I'm good. I'm good here. I'm good here eating a manna. I'm good. I said, we need to go a little deeper. You need to get on the wheel, son. Oh, okay, Lord. Sanctification. Okay. Sanctification. Well, guys, you know, obviously here in 2 Corinthians 5.20 says that we are ambassadors for Christ. Amen. You know, come with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 3 through 10. These are some of my favorite verses. In fact, these are an example of what it looks like to have an intentional purpose. It looks like to to be an ambassador for Christ. In fact, I call this portion of Scripture the Ambassador's Creed. Amen. So 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verses 3 through 10. And I'm going to read through through it through the New Living Translation. Okay, Uh, verse 3, Paul speaking here. We live in such a way that no one will stumble because of us, and no one will find fault with our ministry. In everything we do, we show that we are true ministers of God. We patiently endure troubles and hardships and calamities of every kind. We have been beaten, been put in prison, faced angry mobs, worked to exhaustion, endured sleepless nights, and gone without food. We prove ourselves by our purity, our understanding, our patience, our kindness, by the Holy Spirit within us, and by our sincere love. We faithfully preach the truth. God's power is working in us. We use the weapons of righteousness in the right hand for attack and the left hand for defense. We serve God whether people honor us or despise us, whether they slander us or praise us. We are honest, but they call us imposters. We are ignored, even though we are well known. We live close to death, but we are still alive. We have been beaten, but we are not, have not been killed. Verse 10, guys. Our hearts ache, but we always have joy. We are poor, but we give spiritual riches to others. We own nothing, yet we have everything. Amen. Guys, we are poor but we give spiritual riches to others. We have nothing, but we have everything. Amen? Man, remember that. Remember that. Please, a reminder. Praise God. The question again, are you living your life for Christ with an intentional purpose? Are you living your life as an ambassador for Christ? For the men that I've helped disciple, my men I call them, they know what it means to have an intentional purpose. Because many of us have come in and, okay, I'm missing something here. Yeah, you're missing what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Anybody can follow Christ. But there's a difference between a follower and a disciple of Jesus Christ. A disciple of Christ is in the Word, living the Word, spreading the Word, and has an intentional purpose. Amen? For those of you that have never been mentored or discipled, I'd like to talk to you. Let me tell you, it'll change your life. It'll change your life. Amen. Are you living your life as an ambassador for Christ? You know, in Matthew 28, guys, we know these scriptures, verses 18 through 20. And I'm going to paraphrase it for time's sake. Jesus is with His disciples. Okay. But He gives them a command. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. You guys just chill out. You know what? You're saved. You're going to heaven. You're good. Okay, just, just do the best you can. Is that what he said? <laughs> Go and therefore make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, and the name of the Son, and, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all things that I've commanded you. And I love this promise here, guys. And lo, I am with you always. Man. Some people call this a request. No, it's a command. Amen. We are commanded to go and make disciples. But how can we make disciples if I've never, don't know what a disciple is? I encourage you. Again, I encourage you. Contact me, uh, women, contact my wife. This is a powerful, powerful process. <clears throat> well, praise the Lord. That brings us to our fourth reminder. Ooh, I got time this time. Number four, a reminder of eternal life. Okay, in 1 Peter 1, 22 through 25. And Peter says this, Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit and sincere love of the brethren love one another fervently with a pure heart. Verse 23, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Verse 24, guys, because all flesh is as grass and all the glory of man as the flower of the grass, the grass withers and its flower falls away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Now this is the word which by the gospel was preached to you. Amen. Well, I have two points in this brief passage here. I want to point them out to you. You know, this principle that Peter is teaching us, the first point uh, is in verse 22, and I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. Okay, it says this. And hear these words, guys. You were cleansed from your sins when you obeyed the truth. When you obeyed the truth, right? So now you must show sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters love each other deeply. Guys, I've seen many guys come to me. I'm struggling, brother. And you, you men know... God requires two things from us, faithfulness and obedience. If you're not faithful and obedient, then what does Jesus say? If you love me, you will obey me. You will keep my commandments. Amen. Guys, many people come to churches crying. And, and you know what? Praise the Lord. But many people leave their tears here and when they walk out the door, nothing's changed. Let me tell you something. Can I be honest with you? These tears mean nothing to God without obedience. It's just the game we're playing. God, forgive me. Oh, please, please. Oh, thank you. Go back to the same sin. Oh, God, forgive me. Forgive me. Back to the same. God's like, hmm, that ain't going to jive here. If you love me, you will obey me. Amen. I love sharing that with the kids, right? You guys love your parents.
1: Yeah. You guys obey
0: your parents. Yeah. Really? So when they tell you to clean your room, do you clean it? Man, it just goes silent. I love the kids. Question. What should be the evidence of our love that we have for God? Some say love, right? Praise God. Obedience. Are you obedient to the Word of God? It's hard to be obedient if you're never in it. It's hard to love your brother if you're never obedient to God's Word, right? Ooh, it's hard to love a brother sometimes. Oh, here comes brother, brother. Wow. help me Jesus. He mentioned right here, patience, right? Oh, help me Jesus. Hey, how you doing? Right? Come on. You guys are laughing because you guys know it too, right? You guys see somebody coming in all of a sudden you like, you try to pretend like you didn't see him, right? With me with my crippled state, I'm like, hey, I'm like, hey, I'm just kidding. You know, guys, I'm just kidding. Some of you are laughing because you guys, you know what? I'm going to pray for you. Okay? Praise the Lord. You know, guys, I find it alarming. I really do. Not only saddened by what's going on in our world, (coughs) but I find it alarming to see how many Christians have abandoned their faith and have succumbed to this fear. This fear that this enemy continues to shovel out. Oh, you, okay, that's not working. Let me shovel something else in. Okay, you know what? Let me shovel something else in. Read this. Read this. Cling to the Word of God. Cling to it. Again, I don't negate the seriousness of this. Vibe. Don't. Take care of yourself, but don't fear it. Praise God. You know, it's interesting that God wanted me to share this message, because in the time that Peter wrote this message, if you guys do the history, check out the history This is when when Emperor Nero came on the scene. And this dude was trying to exterminate Christians. Thousands and thousands. Even Peter's wife was crucified. Paul, at this period of time, was executed. And this man is writing this letter, encouraging, reminding us. Kind of similar to what's going on today. Understand, guys, the agenda that's going on. In America. And I heard it from a pastor in the news. And it just finally somebody said it. This is a satanic agenda. And guess who's in the crosshairs? Do this. That's right, we are. Sooner or later. Oh, are you a Christian, Jesse? I need to talk to you. Keep us in prayer, amen? But it's interesting, guys. I see this. But it's interesting how how Peter wrote this for us today. So the point I'm trying to make here, guys, is this. If the relationship that you have with God is a casual relationship, meaning that, oh, you come to church once a week, spend very little time in the Bible, Very little time in prayer, very little time in fellowship. (coughs) Chances are you're struggling. Chances are you're you're one of these people that are are engulfed by fear and anxiety. And I'm not putting you down, I'm saying here's the answer Saturate yourself in the Word of God, allow His peace, His security to, to embrace you. I got you, son. Got you. Here today, gone tomorrow. Like a vapor, right? Okay, I got a good question for you and I'm going to be watching. I wish I could record it. These saints at that time, they were willing to die for their faith. They knew what it meant to believe in Christ. They knew that their faith may be their death sentence. And they embraced it. Bring it on. My question to you and I want to see this cuz I'm going to wish I could record how many of you in this room would die for your faith. Raise your hand, I want to see it. How many of you would die for your faith? Okay? Remember that God sees that, okay? He's seeing that. I would. But it doesn't come from a casual relationship with God. No. I believe in my God. I believe God. I trust Him. I don't understand a lot of it, but I trust Him. Okay? Now, let me share with you verses from 1 Peter 1 through 23 through 25. And it says, For you have been born again, not to a life that will quickly end. Your new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal living Word of God. And here, guys, Peter puts in perspective of of our life. It's like a blade of grass. One day it's here, next day it's gone. Okay? I pray we are reminded that we're just passing through here. I see so many Christians trying to anchor the roots here. No. How does he start his letter? He starts it to the pilgrims, to the foreigners, or in my words, to those just passing through. Okay? Again, I don't understand a lot of these things that God is doing. But like this song says, the more we see you, the more I love you. The more my vision becomes more and more clear. The more I read, the more I saturate myself with His thoughts. Amen? Man. You know, guys, God continues to remind me that we are not called to understand everything that He does. We are called to believe. Especially in times when it's tough. Question I have here, can you sense His presence in in this time? Can you sense it? Can you look beyond the smoke screen? Can you look beyond the storm cloud? Can you look beyond that? And can you sense His presence? Because God is moving. God is saving. The question is, what is the church doing? I'm part of it too. We don't have much time. So when that person comes into your life, we need to understand, ooh, Oh, it's a time to share the gospel. Yep. Share it in love. Amen. Well, praise the Lord as the worship team comes up. Coming in for a landing. Praise the Lord. I know these things sadden you guys. Many of what's taking place. Some of you struggle to make sense of it all. And I do understand. But please do not harden your hearts. Please. Please. Several years ago, one of my sisters passed away. And guys, I witnessed many of my family members turn away from God in their lack of understanding. How could God allow this to happen? You know, and I remember God asking me, son, son, are you going to turn away too? With tears in my eyes, I replied, my Lord, where am I going to (laughs) go? You are the only one with eternal life. Yes, Lord, I I don't understand this, but I trust you with all my heart. My Lord, my King, I'm not going anywhere. Amen. I pray we remember that in the times where we don't understand. Amen. Let us never lose sight of the fact that we're here only temporary pilgrims. Okay. Mm. We have a living hope, saints. Amen. So let's do a quick recap of these four reminders. Okay. Number one, a reminder of who we are. It says in John one twelve. it says, but as many as received them, received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. Number two, a reminder of God's grace. Ephesians 2.8 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and not that of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Number three, a reminder as ambassadors for Christ. Guys, I love Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. The one who loved me, the one who gave himself for me. Wow, Ambassadors for Christ. Amen. And number four, a reminder of eternal life. This is another scripture. 1 John 5, through 13 you guys memorize these scriptures. For this is the testimony God has given us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. These things are written to those who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. Wow, man. You guys believe that? And that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. Amen. You know, I have a last slide and I want to remind, this is a reminder I want to leave you with. Okay, the last slide, we can put it up. Guys, can you see this? The first time He came as a lamb. But we're reminded over and over and over and over. The next time He comes, He's going to come as a lion. Amen? Amen, yes, amen. So I pray, guys, in the midst of this storm, what's going on in this world, that we, as the body of Christ, we stand. Take a stand for Jesus Christ. Take a stand. we He's got us, okay? He's got us. Amen? So let's pray, guys. Heavenly Father, Lord, we pray for those watching through social media and Maybe some here today, Father, that they, they do not have a personal relationship with You, Lord, I pray. We pray, Father, we pray that Your Spirit would embrace them to, to open their eyes, my God, to see what's going on in this world, that You are the only answer for, for what's going on. You, Lord, are the only way to heaven. I pray, my God, that they would surrender their hearts to You, and Father, they would come up afterwards, and that we could pray that they too may become children of God. Father, I pray that those that are are on social media, Father, I pray for you guys watching, listening to this, that you would seek a Christian church near you. You would talk to somebody there and let him share this love letter from God with you. Lord, I pray for more wisdom, more love, grace, and mercy, Father help us as the body of Christ to stay focused on you. Father, to, to be examples of what a true ambassador for you looks like. And Father, for those that come into our lives, that we would pour into them your love, your grace, your mercy. And we would share with them the gospel, my King. So thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in the midst of this pandemic. Thank you. Help us to never forget, Lord, that you got everything under control and that we, Lord, are blessed because we are children of the Most High God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. If you need prayer, please come up. We'd love to pray with you. you have questions about salvation, please, I'd love to talk to you. Amen. Thank you for listening to this teaching from God's Word. If you have any questions, would like to request prayer,